Terry. Terry. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it's quite. It's heading towards morning here, but it's still two hours away from morning for me. Um, it's actually 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, Kaushik. Hi, hi, Kaushik. Hi, Terry. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Terry. So we'll just wait for Anirban to join, and then we can start. Sure. Um, I was doing a episode with somebody from Copenhagen earlier today. And um, I was telling him that one of the amazing things which you often don't realize is that you're having a perfectly normal conversation, which is getting recorded, um, you know, almost like radio. And okay. then you'll play it out for the rest of the world. And the two of you or the three of you could be thousands of miles away from one another. So... Uh, yeah, just Anirvan and myself, we are very close by. That's almost uh, not even a half a mile. So oh, you are in me. Bombay, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. I mean, I uh, that's, you know, I've been to that part of town, I think, three years ago to his house. So, okay. um, and I used to live in Bombay a long time ago, but for a short while. Right. Teddy, I forgot to tell you, I have now moved back. Bombay. I was just noting that I was going to talk to you about that e e earlier or later. Uh, I, I just know you had been back. in Calcutta, right? Right, right, right. So I came back uh, day before yesterday. Right. So tell us a little bit more, Terry, about um, Austin. While we wait for Anirban, we are already live, so that's perfectly all right. Um, and I will do the welcoming, etc., later. But uh, I'm a little familiar with Austin. I've been there twice, and I worked with a startup there, which was an amazing experience for me for, you know, almost three years. So, uh, how's life there right now? Well, it's fantastic. We did have a few storms a week ago, which were a bit of a shock right. to us. We Texans are not, right. we South Texans are not used to snow. So we got a little bit of snow, which was a rude awakening. But overall, life here is wonderful. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the world, certainly in the States. As you probably know, right. Elon Musk uh, has put down roots here. Uh, Amazon is here. We have just a fertile culture of startups. So it's quite an exciting place to live. The University of Texas is here. So a lot of great energy and young people. Um, just a wonderful city. I sound like I'm doing an advertisement, don't I? <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the amazing things. When people come onto a podcast, they start talking about everything. So you land up talking about a city or a favorite airline or a place or a place you eat at. Um, the guy I was talking to in the morning, an absolutely wonderful guy called Ricardo, who's from Portugal, was talking about Copenhagen, where he stays now, and he was also talking about his company. So, um, yeah, you know, that sort of happens. Um, I think Anirban is having a problem joining. I don't know why, but um, he is just um, asking us to proceed. Um, which we will do. Hopefully he will join in, um, you know, at some stage. Maybe there's a problem with his Wi-Fi. Um, and 
just give me a second while I sort this out. So um, we will talk a little bit about, um, you know, your company and um, obviously about what led to it being formed and how's life there in the company and, the, and its mission and, you know, but also the more pressing underlying social and economic uh, things which have led to its creation and how you deal with them both as people and professionals and how, do, how all of us deal with that. Um, but uh, I just wanted to welcome both of you to the Sand Hill. It's been going on since um, sometime in December last year and um, it's been picking up a little. So I won't talk too much more about my podcast. Um, I would love people to listen to it. Um, but more importantly, listen to the voices of people who are coming here, whom I call as the new global south, the people who are operating outside or on the periphery of the more entrenched, uh, established um, economic structures. Um, it's no longer a geographic thing. So you could be Mark Zuckerberg and be part of the global south or a, another inventor and be part of the global south. Or you could be an NGO and be part of the global south. That's the way I look at it. Um, so maybe, um, uh, Terry or Kaushik, um, between the two of you, why don't you tell our listeners um, about Nextdoor and how it started? Uh, what was the idea behind it? So uh, I, I would uh, ask Terry, Terry, would you like to take the lead? And then I can come Well, in. I'll let you, since you uh, got things rolling in Australia, I'll let you start off and then I'll backfill. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so this, uh, you know, cost of this journey started, I think, in the year 2018. In, uh, and uh, uh, there were reasons why it kind of just fructified my uh, head. Uh, and I think some dots were getting, got stitched together. And it happened almost at the end of 2018, 2019. And, right. Um, uh, 2019 is when I kind of uh, was in Australia uh, after the idea got cracked. I think somewhere the DNA of the country or the Western culture uh, influenced me to kind of get this or get these dots stitched. Um, there were a couple of uh, personal episodes which also occurred in 2018, which also led me to think and sit back uh, rather sit back and think that what am I doing? I mean, right. uh, you know, and, and where does all these knowledge go when you uh, finish in, with your life? So, and then, you know, when I was in Australia, uh, it just looking at the culture, then looking at the, uh, the, the upbitness or whatever, if there's a word, uh, you know, I saw people very spirited doing their own stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they really don't believe in the concept of retirement, right? <clears throat> so I think they look forward more of when their kids will move out of their house rather than when they will retire. Uh, just the opposite of what happens in India. In India, you know, you are shit scared when your kids will leave the house. You don't want to let your kids go out and you are looking forward for your retirement. But that's the exactly the opposite which happens in Australia. So I kind of had this idea, uh, went down to a lot of places across Sydney and Melbourne, uh, reached out mm -hmm. to a lot of uh, senior clubs, RSL clubs, 
uh, showed them, uh, you know, slides, and I could sense that they were uh, absolutely ecstatic. You know, uh, they were kind of almost in their tears, thinking that look, look at this brown-skinned guy who can relate to us, and rather than uh, you know, uh, a white skin who could have uh, ever thought of this. Now, there is a, I would say, this because somewhere in some parts of, you know, Australia, you still have a bit of uh, underlying such kind of, you know, feeling. Um, so, but when I shared this with them, they were absolutely for this. And, and, and I could sense that, you know, they are looking forward for such kind of stuff. So 2019, it's when it all kind of, you know, started happening. Um, 2019 is when I started putting up a team, uh, started building a, a skeleton website with some minor functionalities. By the end of 2019, when I went and did a pilot in, in Sydney, um, unfortunately, I was in the middle of the bushfire. Uh, I thought I'll tide over it, but it was too overwhelming. Um, came back uh, to India thinking that let me just kind of regroup and then go back early 2020. Mm. Um, and then it's history, right? Why we couldn't kind of get going and so on the forth. But by the time we had already lined up the launch in, uh, you know, Canada, uh, that got pushed. We pivoted because earlier it was on site that, you know, where seen, uh, you know, adult 55 could kind of go across and, you know, meet people in service and render this skill sets and so on and so forth. Uh, but we pivoted, we said, okay, if COVID is in between or other stopping us from doing what we intend to do, uh, if we move the entire thing to an online, that took a lot of time. So finally, we started recruiting Naxos in 2020, almost end of August. We continued the recruitment right. drive for about two months till about October, end of October. We had about 200 Naxos. Okay, we have lost Terry as well. So, um, yeah, um, carry on. Yeah, we'll yeah, try and get her yeah, back. Yeah. So, and uh, then the and we started the demand generation campaign in the month of this year. Uh, January is when we started. We saw some uh, green shoot, a uh, lot of traction happening, a lot of buzz, which is what got created. Um, people have started taking a note of what exactly is happening. Certainly, uh, the the you know the conditions are not conducive. Uh, well, for everything and anything, you know, you need a bit of funds. Uh, <clears throat> that was quite limited last year. We couldn't raise much uh, because people did not know which way uh, this is going to pan out. This pandemic. So therefore, um, but I think we did a wonderful job that you know taking on the entire responsibility of giving birth to it. Uh, while the pandemic was at peak, so and 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 of this scale, right? It's not about. So, Koshik, I must um, interrupt you and ask you, if you don't mind, sure. what is Nextor about? Um, I understand you have spoken at so length Nextor, about the yeah. so challenge. Yeah. So, so Nextor is about simply it's the you know we are challenging the stereotype called uh, retirement. We think in the knowledge okay. economy there is no concept of retirement. It made sense in the right. you know, industrial era, wherein you know people had to prove things to a limp power. We feel that there is no concept of uh, retirement in today's world, and therefore, uh, this is a digital ecosystem which we have for adult 55 plus to earn, to volunteer, and share their knowledge and expertise. 
and how do they make money out of this it's very simple it's like you know there is a, a gig which you pick up and you get paid by the customers. okay so it's as simple as that so it's a marketplace so so would it be fair to say that it's a bit like upwork but also with the thoughts of a uber um, or a for that matter um, so there are jobs out there and how do you get those jobs so um, it, you firstly you know you're absolutely right that it's like a upwork or freelance uh, com or uh, glg and so on so forth but certainly the service provider here are all adult 55 plus that's one right um we are uh, we have leverage from the um the the, the the models of uber and airbnb and we're kind of trying to kind of leverage that so that's that um how so your question was uh where, from how where do you get the get jobs, jobs on board where do you so, source the yeah. jobs so from basically what we have identified the cost of is the small business owners or what we call it, mm. you know uh, in different parts of the world as sme right uh, these yeah. companies or or these the sector is always in need of great talent right and they are hungry right. they would like to kind of scale up and they want to reach somewhere else right and they have every ingredient possible right uh, the only thing which they perhaps have deficit of is experience or experience talent or or certain skill sets which can give them that reach uh, our primary target audience at this point of time is sbos and then the individuals so um let me understand this um uh, which are the countries where this is picking up i mean you mentioned canada you mentioned australia i'm presume uh, i don't know whether it's right. there in india but um is this a first world product at this stage uh we started the first world we, we said you know we started in australia and then we moved to canada uh we are very gung ho of you know getting it uh started in us very soon um, okay so so that's how we are kind of progressing um for india i think cost of it has to be a completely different product altogether right um the the concept of retirement is still uh quite uh, sensitive and therefore you have to kind of uh you know look at it in a different way and customize the entire product so, so i'm going um, to um yeah. i'm going to ask you something here which is um okay. do you feel and i'm going to challenge you on this do you feel that okay. there might be here uh founders myopia because it seems to have originated from a um idea about what retirement and the family means for indians as compared to people who are from another part of the world and another value system um my argument being of indian origin but a singaporean is that i see the problems are pretty much the same across the world and increasingly the ability of parents to be with their children has become a non issue in the sense that increasingly in the us especially after the 2008 financial crisis and especially due to um you know student debt and so on and i really wish terry was here because she could have you know corrected me or um, you know uh, commented on this but never mind um people are actually heading back home to stay with their parents i mean independent living 
in some parts of the world where it was a norm is no longer possible. On the other hand, it is becoming a possibility in many other parts of the world. But even in places like Singapore, we see that children try to tend to stay close to their parents, or sometimes they give their apartments on rent and move in with their parents. Now, my argument is that it is becoming more and more of an, you know, it is familial relationships which are getting looser or tighter based on economic imperative. So would it be fair to say that this originated from an Indian consideration, but or an Indian comparison with another value system, but um, that should no longer be the case because it should be pretty universal. So, Professor, the, 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 it will certainly have an appeal in India also. I'm not right. saying for a second that you know uh, India, uh, there is no market for 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 uh, of this one in India, right? That's not what I'm saying. Saying at all. Um, I am a resident of Australia, so therefore. Um, I have lived there and I have seen that, you know, the society or how the, you know, the, the country behaves. So therefore, right. um, it was very natural for me to kind of try of and course. start it in, it, uh, in, 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 you know, uh, in the Western world. Um, of course. And uh, uh, we saw now, you know, what we just said, I have a different point of view there. Sure. Um, it could be emerging. And yes, I have seen that, you know, the kids are now putting their houses on rent and coming and staying with their parents so that, you know, there is a uh, ecosystem which the, both the uh, ends of the spectrum enjoys and, and therefore uh, it makes sense. But um, at this point of time, uh, there is a huge universe which is sitting in, you know, Western culture, uh, countries where, uh, wherein the adult 55 pluses are staying alone and, and, and their expenses are not at all going down. I mean, unlike, you know, the right. which we have. So therefore, they are constantly in need of that extra buck, right? So what do they do when you, uh, sorry, um, go on. I, I, will, I will bring back the question. Yeah. Carry on, please. Yeah. yeah, so second thing is the government is picking up a huge, huge expenditure for funding the pension, you know, for, the, for, for that matter. In Australia, uh, you know, uh, annually they, uh, they they spend about fifty billion dollar to only service wow. uh, the uh, adult fifty five plus, or uh, which is staggering, right? I mean, and and uh, this is one of the you know the fastest growing segment. So therefore, um, they are you know kind of a huge flux, and the younger people are not producing at, at as much as what they were doing earlier. So therefore, they do not know who's going to service these guys, right? Um, unless and and the employment rate in these countries are also quite low, so therefore, um, if they don't get jobs, they don't get you know they don't pick up taxes. How would they service these you know seniors? So that's the you know uh, problem which you're you know, facing. So coming right. back to you know your point that whether it can have a ground in India, of course it can have. I'm not saying for a second that it can't have. The possibly we have to look for a very clear chartered markets where you know this segment can have a play um, and 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 uh, and if if you can get that going i think there would be a big market for india also you actually my question was yeah. uh, you know no actually my point which i may not have made very well earlier was something a little different what i was trying to argue is that maybe the idea originated out of a comparison uh, between indian value systems and western value systems but the product itself is probably universal in its relevance. That was the point I was trying to make. Of course. Um, um, yeah. I can't comment on whether it would be um, relevant to India, uh, but 
you know, uh, generally what I feel is that nobody should be made to retire just because he's hit 58. Um, and I want to take this opportunity to welcome Anirban, who has managed to yes. fight his way into recording. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Kaushik and Kaushik, good to hear you both having that lively discussion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the whole idea. I uh, I hope that we will be able to get violent at some stage in some of our discussions. <laughs> and, as and, no, I, I think we could. Yeah. We could. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, the you know, and and I and I really regret that Terry had to drop off and um, couldn't seem to get back on. But um, uh, I hope that we can get the other co-founders in on a subsequent you know discussion where we could get some more additional points of view. I find Naxor very fascinating because what you're trying to do is addressing, I think, an elephant in the room. And people are going round and round and talking about this problem. It is a policy problem everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's here in Singapore. It's been well documented in Japan. It's a problem which is supposedly going to start manifesting in China. It has been a problem or for many years now in parts of Europe. Yes. Um, obviously, one of the ways that people go around it is to say that, look, people are being looked after, we have got the incomes and so on. But I feel, although I'm not an economist, that after 2008, that social contract between the people and you know, uh, the policymaking um, you know, organizations has come under real pressure because the frequency of bailouts is increasing. And when you increase the frequency of bailouts and then the clawbacks in whatever form after that, um, somebody at some stage is always going to face the fallout of that. And it may become difficult to protect people who are more vulnerable all the time. So um, I would be, um, I think what you guys have here may not be addressable in one episode and I would love to do a couple more with a mix of different people from your side, Kaushik. Um, I think that would be great because this message has to go out. How are you guys doing in terms of funding and what's your base of users today? Kaushik? Hello. So maybe on one, you can chip in while Kaushik is not there and yeah, talk a little bit about it. So I think um, cost of two, three things. Right now, we are uh, running on our own uh, you know, funding. All the founders have contributed a core corpus, and you know, we're trying to ensure that that starts working. In terms of, um, so Australia was where we actually did an on-ground pilot uh, first. And now we've, you know, uh, already in Canada. So we've got about, uh, uh, our demand generation, so we are in early days. We just started the demand generation process in Canada. And uh, we have about 150-odd right. Naxters already listed offering their services coming across uh, various. Right. So I think the subsequent we'll be able to give you more specific data on the uh, sort of the numbers that have come in uh, as, a, as a result of the demand gen efforts that we've undertaken in Canada. And basis the learnings that we've had over the last sort of two, three weeks, we are now going to launch in the US. So you've, you've pretty much talked right. to an idea that is sort of just beginning to bloom and blossom. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's really the stage we're at. 
Um, I think, uh, may, if I may add a dimension to this, Kostov, is that I think the problem is that, you know, there has been, uh, I think Nextor addresses a couple of human issues which are far bigger than, you know, just about uh, elderly. Because firstly, elderly is, you know, yeah. sort of also clubbed in to one large mass. It is not, right? I think the first thing is there is right. a concept of dependency ratio, which has been a very important fix, uh, thing in economics, which is there are people who are in the part of working and doing active incomes. And there are children and there yeah. are retirees we are taking care of, right? I think the world yeah. has evolved from that time, right? So even with, with, with education and the amount of internships and you know kids getting contributing to the economy in their own ways, could be for pocket money or whatever, right? I think uh, there are probably, you know, potentials. And similarly for the elderly, I mean, the people who are 50 plus or 55 plus, I think the concept should be that they are contributive. And there is a monetary or a monetizable value of their skills because it's not only about industrial contribution. It's not only about, you know, uh, actively working towards a top line or a bottom line, right? So I think this this concept, this stereotype is what I think Maxter fundamentally challenges. And I think that is a right. very important aspect of this. So the social cost of this is large. And I think therefore the social impact of something like this, where you know uh, anybody post 55 or 58 continues to have an active income because it's not about outlearning, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, it's not about uh, outliving your assets, but it's also about having an active life, you know, and be able to constantly contribute. It's about lengthening your contributive, um, you know, uh, phase of your life rather than restricting it to a strange sort of 25 or 26 years decided by some logic at some earlier phase in human history. So I think the relevance of superannuation as a concept uh, in, in the in 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 uh, you know a knowledge economy is is absolutely something that's up for question. And I think the second thing, if I may challenge completely, is to say that uh, you know who's to say uh, you know uh, we have have we even looked at what is the monetizable potential or what potential of experience or of 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 uh, of our citizenry above fifty eight plus. You know, it to me it is a concept as well. Uh, yeah, the president of the United States exactly. is seventy-eight, and Dr. Fauci is exactly. eighty-two. Um, and um, I think uh, I don't know what Kaushik uh, because um, you know we just got introduced on the call and he's back again. But um, uh, you and I are not that far away from Correct. fifty-five, so. If people tell me I have to get superannuated, then I'll be scared as hell. I would have to find a, another planet uh, somewhere because, um, you know, I wouldn't get too far um, on that Absolutely. concept. Um, the superannuation only used to work when our parents' generation, or till them, used to have stable government jobs. And they worked, I mean, I think my father worked from the age of 18 till the age of 58, so 40 straight years in the Got same it. company. And... He got retired and he obviously got a generous yeah. pension and he had many benefits from which we obviously benefited. So the problem which, and I don't know too much and Kaushik probably knows much more about this, about Australia and Terry could have, and even Kaushik can fill us up later, maybe on another episode about the state of the United States or Canada. But um, I increasingly see this in other parts of the world where the same shift is happening, where 
you know, a previous generation had generous salaries and perks and whether they worked in private managing agencies or multinationals, um, the frequency of redundancy of a person in his own lifetime is growing. So you're made redundant repeatedly for various oh. reasons. And that is leading to what I call as a shadow workforce, just like shadow banking. And that workforce is made up of consultants or informal knowledge workers and so on and so forth. Um, and these people are taxpayers, they're contributors to the economy, but somehow um, I was referring to the Taylorist model earlier today in my call with uh, Ricardo in Copenhagen, and I was saying that that has run its course. And I think this too has to run its course where we are not able to recognize in a structured way the various contributions made by people who uh, contribute meaningfully to society without necessarily being in a nine-to-five job anymore. Um, and you could opt out of a nine-to-five job as early as 30 years old. I know somebody in, in India who's been coding since the age of 20 has never held a job in his Getting. life. Um, so, you know, uh, we have plenty of those people. I, I know somebody I work with who's considerably younger to me in Singapore, and he just does only freelance work, not because he can't get work, he can, he's highly skilled and qualified, but he's chosen that path deliberately. These are some of the considerations. Now, I know that it's been already almost 30 minutes, and um, I think one of the things I would like to do in subsequent um, episodes, and I think we will need at least a couple more if we can, is to talk about, number one, the issue of women who are above the age of five and the challenges that they're facing. And I think that's a double whammy, right? And um, that has to be spoken about. And also the sense of dignity and the sense of being equal contributors to the economic and commercial processes. Um, and that has to come out now, um, especially, you know, I can tell you in Singapore, for example, um, probably uh, the woman to the, the gender ratio is quite different from the rest of uh -huh. Asia or large parts of Asia. Women have a considerably larger percentage of the overall population and the workforce. So if that part of the population is not getting a fair deal, whichever country it is in, then we have got a problem staring at us um, for every reason. And um, Kaushik, what are the plans here onwards? How much are you guys looking at a raise? Um, are you looking at doing an angel round or a seed round or just looking at private financing or, you know, classical um, non-profit funding? What is the idea that you have down the road? So we are at the stage of, uh, you know, the uh, early stage, which is the angel funding, right? That's what we are trying to focus at this point of time. Right. Um, so when we were, when, you know, we started the journey in uh, Canada uh, for a decent um, pilot over six months, we were looking at uh, raising $600,000, right? Um, as, you know, if okay. we move to US, uh, the requirements are far bigger. So, so therefore, you know, um, mm -hmm. at this point of time, I think it would be a bit premature for me to kind of tell you the figure which we're looking at for US, but, you know, for Canada, uh, we are still in the process of, you know, raising the ten thousand dollars. So, as I said earlier, as Ariman also, you know, mentioned that we are right now bootstrapping, uh, trying to kind of get a uh, kind right. of traction with which we 
create a kind of compelling story. And then we will go across to the town and then ask for money. That's it. As simple as that. How many people uh, are using your, uh, I mean, or rather, what is your user base today? So, because uh, of the, the user base are, can be put into different buckets, right? So there is a bunch of Naxters. Uh, uh, we have about 200 odd right. Naxters. And they are registered, right? So okay. that's that. And uh, uh, we have customer base also. So, and that customer base is floating, right? So uh, on, a, on a day, you may get about two transactions and there are a few days when there is no transaction and then there are a few days when you have uh, three or four transactions, right? So, um, so, so therefore, uh, if you ask me that the, how many transactions have happened, we are about, you know, uh, 20 odd transactions that have happened. And what, you know, what is the size of this market in terms of, I'm not saying dollar terms, but in terms of users. So if you take Australia and Canada, I'm not even talking about the US, but if you take Australia and Canada only together, what is the potential, you know, 55 plus segment size? Um, that would form a reasonable it's target huge. base. It's huge. It's almost uh, uh, about about twenty five percent of the entire population, or twenty twenty five percent. I'm yeah. So I'm just kind of wow. averaging between these two countries. I'm telling you, uh, it's it's actually kind of right. you know uh, becoming much bigger as we speak because um, you know the the. The moment you kind of we started, you know, initially the thought process was that we will restrict to 65 plus, and then we realized that we have to bring it down to 65 plus. Mm. Of you know, there's a, a, a great uh, stuff which I must tell you uh, guys. You know, um, the moment COVID sure. happened, right, and uh, as if all the corporations were waiting for this moment to happen to get rid of people who were 55 plus. So you know, a we after so we have seen this you know please uh, in different countries that when they have been able to tide over the covid crisis they have recruited their they have actually not recruited the population 55 plus which means in a way you are or rather you were looking for an opportunity that if such kind of stuff happens i can actually do a great you know, handshake with these people and get rid of them. So, um, so, so therefore, we brought it down to 55 plus, and uh, yeah, the universe is quite staggering. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> that is a fascinating story, and I think the moment you go into the US, you will probably comfortably add to that potential bucket another 100 million yeah. people or thereabouts. Um, I'm just intrigued whether this whole population of Naxtos should just, and again, you know, while I think about it, and this is for public consumption um, on this episode, is does it only have to be people above a certain age or should it, you know, one of the problems that we are beginning to see is that people above 45 are getting redundant fairly quickly. Um, it's not even 55 anymore. Um, in some countries like Singapore, the official age of retirement is going to rise. But I know for a fact that quite a few people of my age group, whom I know well, who have worked all their lives in, you know, MNCs and done fairly 
had fairly strong track records are no longer, you know, being able to easily find another opportunity. Um, and I won't put it down to one thing or the other, but I think um, there are also other people who are getting displaced or may get displaced due to industrial processes changing or entire job categories going away um, and so forth. So maybe there is a larger story there. Um, I think one of the things I would really love to do is to get a little bit more into the gender aspect of this thing and also understand the platform of it and uh, how it works or how it's how you guys are thinking about it working and the third part is the communications part of it and how do you you know get people to onboard and how do you communicate and your whole idea on advocacy and outreach and so on um, we had a fairly long call and it's quite late out here so i'm going to end it now but um, i would really love to um, if you um, Kaushik and Anirvan and Terry can arrange, um, create maybe a couple of subsequent episodes. Um, and, I think, and I think this is, look, this is something which needs to go out to the larger audience as well as the investor right. community. Um, because the idea is great. It has got strong legs. Um, the story needs to be told. You guys are bootstrapping, which is incredibly admirable. Um, and um, you are hitting the markets which have a problem. So um, I think there is something here to be looked at. And, um, you know, there is also the need to get this story out about all these concerns around the older people, around women, around people who have dependence with challenges and themselves are getting older, um, people who are physically not capable anymore for injuries or whatever reasons, and yet aren't really that old. So there are all kinds of categories of people who are beginning to emerge out of modern living. Um, and then, of course, I don't even want to get there, but let me not talk about people of our age who might be carrying a student debt even now. I hope they aren't. Um, but uh, maybe that's another story right. altogether. But uh, yeah. Um, so... It was great um, meeting you, Kaushik, on this call, on this episode, and as well as Terry. And, um, you know, I really wish that Terry was here. She gave a very nice description of Austin at the beginning. And, um, you know, uh, I'm hopeful that we will have her on a, a you know, subsequent Absolutely. episode. And, uh, you know, let, let us create a couple of episodes over the next couple of weekends where we can talk more about Sure. this stuff and get it out to the wide world. Thank well, you so much, Kaushik. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. See you. Yeah, thank you.